You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to The Big Show. Patrick Dumas, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, coming to you, from, coming to you live from the uh, Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Worried about radon? We install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. Of course, the uh, text line is open to you to uh, interact with the show, 960-960. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation now, uh, going down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline and be joined uh, by the captain and commercial director of Cavalry FC, Mason Trafford. Uh, how are we finding you on this uh, Friday there, Mason? I'm excellent. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing all right. Can't complain. It's nice weather. Friday. It's it's great. It's it great. Is you, it yeah, is man. Friday. That's exciting. <laughs> That's all that matters to me right now. Uh, how have you been enjoying your off season and and whatnot? How have you, uh, you been recouping and whatnot? How have you been enjoying the the time off? Yeah, you know, an off season when you don't have a championship in uh, tow mm-hmm. is always a little bit bittersweet because just every day you have uh, a bit more time to think about the start of the following season and get back after it. But, uh, you know, it was a busy year last year, a lot, a lot on the go for, for, for me especially, but the team as well. So it's good to, you know, uncharge or recharge the mm-hmm. batteries a little bit and, uh, you know, get things realigned. And now we're back into the new year here and really excited about what's, uh, what's to come in, with soccer in the city. Yeah, before we get on to uh, what's coming up with the club uh, this season, let's talk about uh, how last year ended with the with the exit against Forge in the in the two leg playoff. Uh, it it was felt like you know just the, the goals were, were tough to come by once you got the, out to Hamilton. Just take us through that two leg uh, semi, and and it's it's it feels like it's just the, the this, these Forge guys, man, these freaking Forge guys. Yeah, honestly, Forge does well in the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's true, right? I, I think um, it's. It's it's small margins at that level, and I think uh, if you break down the two legs, I think we should have been a little bit, little bit more aggressive in the home leg here at Atco Field. We, you know, we we could have we could have scored I think a couple more goals to take a to take a better lead to, to Hamilton, and we gave up a soft goal. If we're honest, it's mm-hmm. a set play goal right after halftime is not uh, is not something that happened a lot in in 2022. So it's really disappointing to give up that goal, which ultimately proved to be a one goal sort of tie um, over the two legs. And then when we went to Forge, you know, again, I think we had a, too many injuries and too many players had been missing big chunks of the season at a crucial time. We went there with a lineup that, you know, in hindsight, it wasn't our, it wasn't really our best lineup. Mm-hmm. And that was just an unfortunate, unfortunate uh, part of pro sports. We just didn't have some guys available or really firing on all cylinders at the right time of the season. And uh, even all that being said, like we were close, right? Like mm-hmm. it was only a one goal, a one goal aggregate difference, and uh, yeah, so disappointing, very disappointing. Uh, Tommy mentioned in in an off season or in the interview, I believe he had with the one soccer guys about uh, about Cavs off season and everything, and he mentioned uh, at points last year he he saw struggles with chemistry, and I, obviously that helped. There was a lot of injuries. Uh, you had the the letting the obviously Arabin Peppel and and Victor Latouri uh, being transferred out to uh, out to uh, Scotland and and the and England respectively. Just was chemistry you felt like a bigger issue maybe in the the second half of that back season last year. Yeah, I think chemistry is a bit of like uh, you know was did we have bad chemistry? No, but to win a championship you need 
great chemistry or maybe even unbelievable chemistry, especially in this league where I believe games are decided more on chemistry on the team rather than having one or two players that are just, you know, so good that they're scoring 20, 30 goals a season and they define games on the regular, on a regular basis. So I would agree. It could have been better. Um, I in the context of things though, it, it must be addressed. Like you really only have guys for eight to 10 months, right? Mm-hmm. So you get guys in and, and, and for preseason, if you've had a lot of turnover a year over a year, you have, could have a half of a new team and only eight to 10 months to integrate with these guys coming out of COVID and with still some rules in place on what you can and can't do. And then, you know, you're, you're, you're also trying to work on the technical tactical opposition analysis while also trying to, to blood in a new team and, and, and what is quite a short period of time. So that is one aspect, but then, like you say, you sell a bunch of players, mm-hmm. you get a bunch of knee injuries that end guys and guys seasons that, you know, we're going to be a big part of the team and now all of a sudden you're reshuffling the deck again kind of by, by force just because you don't have those players available. It's, uh, it's challenging. But again, we're not, we're not complaining about that. No. That's reality. That's, that's what happened. That, that is what happened. And so, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, we had okay. We had good chemistry, but it wasn't maybe what it needed to be to, to take that final, final step. Now, now with uh, obviously Arabin Pebble and Victor Latoury going to big, big type markets, going to the going to the championship, and then going to uh, going to the Scottish Championship as well. Now, it's all like the CPL is still in a in a in a in a in a growing type league. It's only in its fourth, going into its fifth year of existence. How does like you 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 as a teammate, you want to see those guys do well as they're young guys. You want to see them go to that next level. How does that feel as a team when you see uh, two impact guys like Pebble and Latoury go? I think it's brilliant for the club, and we we can't also forget it wasn't last year exactly, but we also had Waterman. Yeah, Joel Waterman, of course, last year, right? So, honestly, I, I think you make a really interesting point. You're saying we're going into year five. I would almost asterisk that and say we're going into year three if you don't include the COVID exactly, years. Yeah, and and to just have that type of data with those players and then what they've done in that short amount of time, it's pretty incredible. And I would almost judge. You know, I would almost judge the success of a club for sure off what uh, what we have done and what teams like Forge, Forge have done with championships. But at this stage in the game, I would also judge teams off uh, things like what, like that. Player sales, mm-hmm. players moving between leagues, players representing the national team, players being called into camps. I really think that needs to be taken into account when you're when you're when you're looking at the. At, at the clubs and the strength of the clubs in, in, our, in our emerging market. Uh, and I think Cavalry's position themselves, you know, as good, if not in the best position that way across the league. And uh, that's definitely something that's intentional, that Tommy, Ian, our president, that it's part of the process, right? It's something that we're proud of. And we're, we're incredibly proud of guys like Arabim and, and Victor and, and Joel for doing what they're doing. Like, that's what, that's what this is all about. Uh, signing just uh, announced uh, earlier this week, uh, 25-year-old uh, midfielder. He's out of Edmonton, Shamit Shom, And then obviously earlier in the in November, I believe it was, Jesse Daly. Uh, those are the two uh, new big-name signings that Cavalry have made. What can you tell me about what, uh, what Shamit and uh, Jesse can bring to the club? Yeah, I think these are going to be guys... Uh, these, are, these are guys that are uh, midfield engine room type guys. Mm. They are going to bring legs to the midfield. I think they bring some qual- a lot of quality to the midfield. Shamit Shom, you know, he played for the Impact for a bunch of years. Mm-hmm. He's, a le- he's a leader, one of the best players on FC Edmonton, if not the best player. 
so I think a guy like him is going to bring experience. He's going to bring quality, uh, leadership. He'll be a great locker room guy. He'll be a great guy to have in this city to represent, uh, to represent our city. And he also represents our province. having been from uh, Edmonton. And then Jesse Daly, I'm really excited to see him, right? He has pedigree. He's played in the top league in Australia, yep. which is a really strong league. He's played in the USL, so he knows kind of the North American market and the North American style of soccer. He should be uh, a seamless, sort of quick to integrate, as I mentioned. Again, you don't get a ton of time to integrate these guys, and mm-hmm. if they're coming from all over the world, it even makes it a little bit more challenging. So both guys should be integrated within days or weeks of being here, which is an important uh, in the recruitment process. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch some, some guys just ripping up and down the field with big engines and, and driving the midfield on. We're talking with uh, Cavalry FC captain and commercial director Mason Trafford, Alex Brody. All right, so the team has been running their open trials this week. Obviously, this gives a lot of the guys who maybe fall through the cracks a second opportunity. What do these trials mean to the squad as a whole? And as a player, what do you think the opportunity means to them? Yeah, it's something we felt was... uh really exciting for our community and also just like a broader community because we've seen guys come from all over the world really to come and try this and and when you when you release this into the market and you see the uptick and how how many people are calling emailing inquiring um it's pretty cool to see like that what this club and playing for this club might mean to some of these guys and i think it's Mm -hmm. it's a chance right and in Canada, I'm a good example. When I, you, you have to really like be able to seize opportunities and seize these small chances that might present themselves every now and again if you want to make it as a pro. And uh, I think it's great. I, I, from what I've heard, the, the the open trials have been going fantastic. There's some unbelievable talent there, and uh, it'll be exciting to see what Tommy and his staff does for these guys. Cause, like, what a, what a story it would be to find somebody. And if we don't, what a story it is, just that the opportunity is there. And these mm-hmm. guys have got to see how we work, see how a professional soccer team in Calgary, Alberta, which, you know, five, six years ago, is what, it doesn't even make sense to hear that. And now it's, uh, there's a professional soccer team in Alberta that's pulling guys from all over the world and interest from all over the world. That's pretty cool. Uh, we're getting pretty close here to uh, training camp. When do you guys uh, usually go down there? It's got to be coming up here, eh? Yeah, we'll start at the beginning of February yeah. locally here with medicals and just some stuff out of the field houses and whatnot. And uh, again, not necessarily my area of expertise, but I know Tommy, Ian, our president there and our staff are working on a couple different options for a preseason tour, whether that's somewhere abroad in Europe or mm-hmm. or kind of Latin America, or if we're going to stay a bit closer to home this time and go somewhere sunny in the States. I think final details are still being finalized and the opponents and whatnot, but you know, obviously an important uh, first step for, for the team as we uh, get back on uh, get back on the horse and go hunting for another uh, championship that, that we're yet to have. Now, uh, this, this season, offseason in the, in the league, it was obviously, uh, we kind of read the tea leaves for a while, as we could see this from coming from a mile away, was, was FC Edmonton's uh, folding and uh, the addition of Vancouver FC. First, let me get your thought on, on the loss of FC Edmonton. I know I was able to attend uh, uh, your game, guys' game up there in September when we brought, we brought a whole bunch of foot soldiers and good Cavs supporters up there, and it, it was a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And how, is it gonna, Do you feel like it's going to be a little bit, you know, now that there's no El Clasico anymore, is it, is it going to be a little tough this year? I don't, I don't think I'd use the word tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bit bittersweet. Yeah. I, I I think on one hand, I'm sad because I, I love the rivalry, and, and I think that market there is so attractive. 
as we've seen, right, when when 60,000-plus people uh, descended on Edmonton for a Canada national men's national yep. team game. So it's bittersweet because we love that rivalry. We love the El Clasico. On the other hand, I think it was the right decision by the league. I think mm-hmm. that franchise, you know, I think you just close it up for now. And I think the key, key, key words there are for now. And I think that franchise will come back bigger, better, and stronger in, 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 uh, in a shorter time than hopefully everybody thinks. Just get some new ownership and, and, and kind of reshuffle things there. And you know the market's strong. So I'm excited for what the future lies for Edmonton, to be honest. And I think it was necessary at this moment in time to do what they did. Well, on the one side thing, we do keep the, the general balance. There's still eight clubs in, in the league with the addition of uh, now the, the Lower Mainland has a team in Vancouver. Uh, they'll be playing out in Langley. But how are you excited to see uh, more football out in, uh, in BC? Obviously, Pacific is out there and, and now with uh, Vancouver. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I know, you know, obviously the owners uh, with Rob Friend there, he, he mm-hmm. has a history with building a, a strong club in Pacific. So I think he'll do the same thing in, in the Fraser Valley. And for me personally, it's really exciting to do. I, I'm, you know, I'm a Vancouver guy. So I think a lot of players will be excited to go and, and see that market and play in that market. Be really excited to see what kind of team and, and sort of game day, match day setup they put out. Uh, but of course, I, I think it's huge for the league to have a team kind of in the lower mainland. It's you know, the Pacific team is, it's also fantastic to have a team on the island and uh, being a coast to coast league, I think it was necessary. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I know the league is excited to see, uh, to see that market and how it performs. Yeah, hopefully we see some teams out in Saskatoon, maybe one in Quebec, get this league really going here. Uh, uh, one yeah, more, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, one more from me here. Uh, it's just uh, you, you're still playing, you're still captain, obviously, but now you've you've taken on more of a, a front office role. You want to get stay in the game after your playing career is done. Just talk about how how you're uh, taking on this commercial director role and and what your future you would like to see out of the sport. Yeah, it's well, again. First of all, I have to give so much credit to the club, our ownership group. Uh, you know, the Spruce Meadows, Ian Allison, Tommy Wielden for sort of seeing this opportunity. Which, to be quite honest, not a lot of uh, leaders in North American soccer, I would even say, see this type of opportunity uh, to have a player come, sort of sunset their career and then sunrise a, a second career uh, on the business side. Some players do it with coaching. Obviously, that's the more traditional route, but it was a very intentional move by, by me and by the club to do what we're doing and, and to transition me into this role. I've been working behind the scenes. Everybody knows that literally since before we even kicked the ball in 2019. Uh, I'm, I'm super passionate. You can probably hear my voice about growing, mm-hmm. the, growing this sport, both, both in Canada, but especially here in Calgary with our club, Calgary. I just think it's such a special place down at Spruce Meadows, and I think I co-field if, if you've been down there and oh, yeah. felt the game day experience, it's, it's special. We have a canvas there that um, can be, a, can be the best club in Canada, regardless of MLS or whatever we're talking about here. And that's, that's my goal for the club on and off the field. And, and I think we have the infrastructure to do it. So as commercial director, I, I want to tell that story. I want to, I want to bring fans to the game. I want to bring partners to the, to the setup. I want to integrate with the community and, uh, you know, just like we're doing right now with the open trials, show, show the next generation, the youth of this, of this city and beyond that there's a genuine pathway here to play professional soccer right in your own backyard that ultimately can culminate in national team and ultimately can culminate in a World Cup appearance. And that's not even uh, a dream anymore. That's been a reality. Mm-hmm. We've had a player do it. So that's pretty, pretty spectacular in my mind. And the more we tell that story, the more we do things like we're talking right now, I appreciate you guys because 
I think people in the city are still finding out about it, oh, and yeah. it's still uh, it's still kind of blowing minds when people finally do get down there, and they're like, "Oh wow, this is uh, extremely extremely cool." And uh, you know, hopefully, the World Cup will, will continue to grow this sport, and and we're excited about it, about the whole year ahead. Yeah. Ahead. Yeah, no, uh, Atco Field is one of the, I say, it was the best, best sporting atmosphere in this city, bar none. I, I, can't, I love it down there for sure. Uh, actually, I actually wanted oh, to get you. You, your thought on uh, Canada at the World Cup. I know it was probably, uh, you said bittersweet would probably be a good word. You know, it was, you know, you got there, you got the goal, but obviously the results weren't there. But how do, how do you like, uh, how do you uh, enjoy Canada playing down in the, in the World Cup just uh, for the three games? I loved it. Honestly, I think, I think, um, Herdman and, and, and the team have been both praised and also there's been some criticism mm-hmm. on both ends, which I think is fair to be honest. You know, for me, I got to applaud, uh, John Herdman. I got to applaud that group. It's, it's something special. I think in sport, when you go to a tournament like that, at that, at that stage and, and you're, and we're Canada, let's be honest, we're Canada. We're not Brazil where you go in there and you expect the team to go in there. Like we're going to win every game. Mm-hmm a lot of people would have taken the safe route and say, let's play in this formation and let's be defensive and let's mitigate risk. But how cool is it that Canada first world cup and, you know, what is it? 30, 40 years here. Yep. And these guys go out there guns blazing with that type of confidence and hubris that they're going to say, we're standing toe to toe with the best teams in the world. I absolutely love it. I love the mentality. I think it's great for the fans. I think it's great for the sport in this country. And, you know, Again, if we're talking a spectrum here, maybe should he have done some things differently, especially in the Croatia match, mm-hmm. been a bit more uh, cautious in his approach as, you know, there was still, you know, a chance to, to qualify, maybe. But ultimately, I think that was a free hit for Canada. We didn't expect to be in this World Cup. We're, we're gearing up for 2026. So, you know, in terms of announcing our, our, our country onto the world stage, I think what a way to do it with, with the performance. I just wish we could have beaten Belgium. We should have beaten Belgium. Yeah. But that's another story. That's hindsight. You know, we've been there with Cavalry, too. It's, it's sports. But, again, you gotta, I, think, I think he can sleep at night, uh, Mr. Herdman. I think he can sleep at night <laughs> saying we, we, we made an impact and people are talking about us and we went out our own way. And uh, a lot of respect for that. Now, John Herdman has done absolute wonders for – uh, soccer in this country for sure. Mason, thank you very much uh, for joining us and uh, all the best uh, this upcoming season. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you down at the at Atco Field here in April or May, I guess. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, Cheers. buddy. Take care. There you go. That's Mason Trafford, captain and commercial director of Cavalry FC. Alex, I know you've, uh, you're excited for the upcoming CPL season. I know we're just a few short months away from the season starting up. Just got to wait for the schedule now. Yeah, it's going to you know it's going to be an exciting year and it's it's such a good sign for the league, you know, mm-hmm. adding teams. Obviously, we touched on Edmonton yeah. as well, but hopefully they're on the way back soon and yeah. Saskatchewan also mm-hmm. looking to, or will be getting a team soon. So, yeah. no, it's it's a really exciting league and it's cool for me because I've I moved to Calgary, so I've been here from the beginning. Yeah. It's something I've totally been able to follow since I moved here, so no, got to get that schedule, but yeah. it's going to be an exciting year for the team. And the Canadian Championship, uh, the obviously the, the the trophy, the Voyager's Cup, has been expanded this year with uh, new additions from uh, lower leagues in Ontario and BC. But uh, the sport's growing like a bad weed in this country, and I love it. Okay, uh, yeah, Mason joined us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, brought to you using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3300.
44. Uh, we're going to replay the uh, Lanny McDonald conversation from earlier today. Great, uh, great conversation with George and Matt. Uh, Lanny's out in Owen Sound as part of Hockey Day in Canada. We'll hear from that and we'll get you set up for a, a light NHL night. It's also a Hitman game day as they welcome the Brandon Wheat Kings to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome tonight. That's next right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.